Welcome to another episode of Reflection with Nerds and Happy Monday. I do apologize about that two-week hiatus. Uh, on this episode, we're actually talking about COVID-19. And the two-week hiatus was because I had the flu. And I didn't have COVID-19, I don't think. I don't know. We'll talk about that. But um, today we have a special guest. He's not a stranger to the pod. He's actually on the deten- on the Nerds crew. Uh, he has made a couple cameos on the uh, Detention with Nerds podcast. Um uh, so Joe is a good friend of ours. We've known him for a really long time, since third grade to be specific for me. But he has some public health backgrounds. So I really wanted to talk to Joe about this uh, COVID-19 pandemic now, right? Yeah, it's definitely, it's climbing up for sure now. Definitely classified as a pandemic. So, and Col- the state of Colorado is in a state of emergency, um, but I really wanted to have this conversation with you versus having it with Mako or Tron, just simply because you have a public health uh, background. Uh, so if you want to start by kind of telling us a little bit of uh, what you do or what what experience you have, and, and then we'll go from there. For sure. So a little bit about me is, so I'm Joe, um, known these guys pretty much my whole life, but uh, some... Um, Pertaining to actually the background is uh, I'm a public health major, uh, minor in geography, try to take it on with uh, something called GIS. So that stands for Geographic Information Systems. But with public health, I was first introduced to the field um, as a research assistant. Um, I typically just worked with HIV and hepatitis C, did that for about three years, and then uh, moved into the criminal justice side of it, was a case manager for about a year, year and ish and then now i'm back in the role in public health field as a care coordinator um specifically care transitions what that means is i pretty much bridge the gap between our clinics and their primary care so their pcps and when they're actually in the hospital so actually do trips from our clinic to the hospital and see them as inpatients and then you know provide resources and actually you know follow-up appointments and kind of go just providing uh, ongoing support. All right. That was a fucking mouthful. Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's definitely one of the main reasons why I wanted to have that conversation with you, just because, uh, I don't know, man, especially, like, the first episode of of covering COVID-19, because I feel like this is definitely not going to be the only episode where we cover COVID-19 on Reflection with Nerds. But I didn't want to just jump into the conspiracy theories, which I feel like might have happened with <laughs> Make or Try. Yeah, yeah. I totally get it. I think that's okay. Like, you know, everyone has their side of the story. And, for and, sure. Uh, yeah, for sure. <clears throat> All right. So COVID-19, um, it's a coronavirus strand. Uh, 19 stands for 2019. But what is yeah. it, dude? What is COVID-19 in your words? So COVID-19, like, I guess at minimum, like I'm no expert, but there's a lot of strands of COVID, like coronavirus, like, you know, the SARS, that was like a big one. But, um, you know, COVID is just a virus that is a respiratory illness, like as simple as that. Um, You know, the biggest thing you see is like coughing, uh, fever, pretty much flu-like symptoms, but it's just a different form of it. Okay, dude. And so like... 
the symptoms can be super severe depending on super severe depending on what demographic you are right or what population you are uh so what is like the population that's most at risk right now I think uh, most at risk is definitely the older population. You know, like I'm not trying to classify this as like a a boomer like remover. Old, yeah, like exactly. I'm not saying it's like an old people virus, but like typically it's just like it's a virus that typically affects people who already have health implications. You know, if if you're not healthy, like if you, if you smoke, if you're overweight, like you know, obesity is a big thing. Those things are going to add on to, you know, this virus of actually possibly killing you, like, which is kind of scary. That's nuts, dude, because I was doing a little bit of research, like, you know, in preparation for this episode, and diabetes is a factor that occurs in the U.S. that doesn't really occur anywhere else, where, like, we're like the fat country, right? Yeah, pretty much. Did I say diabetes? No, honestly. I mean, obesity, Obesity. even diabetes, like, we have a high, like, obesity, if we just take obesity, like, in the U.S., like, I don't remember the last thing I heard, but it was, like, dude, we're, like, in the 40% of, like, Americans being obese. Yeah, dude, And, you know, that that's that could affect us, like, long-term and this happening, uh, the COVID-19 for sure. Yeah. Look, dude, <clears throat> I'm a big boy, so I think... <laughs> I think I might be considered in that range because what is it? What is it? It's like forty or twenty pounds over your like average body weight for your height or some shit like that. Yeah, and that goes into like BMI, like body mass index, and pretty much like your height and like how much you weight puts you in a category. And like, yeah, if you're like pushing like that past twenty percent, then you're kind of moving up into like that like obesity level. Okay. I'm going to get down there. I'm going to get down there. I promise. <laughs> but uh, For sure. So one thing I heard was, and I don't know how true this is, and I don't know if you know anything, like if you can confirm this or not, but if you can hold your breath for 10 or 15 seconds or something like that, that indicates that you don't have, your your like respiratory system is, is on the healthy side. Like if you can hold your breath for 10 or 15 seconds without feeling like a... a um, I guess like anxiety or feeling like your lungs are like straining themselves or whatever. Yeah. Personally, I've never heard that one, but if you are a healthier individual, there's a good chance you can hold your breath for a really long time. Like, but like that doesn't go for everyone. There's some like super athletes, like, you know, maybe I can't hold their breath that long, but definitely outdo us. You know what I'm saying? <sighs> yeah. I did like, it. Uh, so I think seconds. I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that's, that class like just holding your breath long doesn't classify you as being a healthy person okay you know what so just like right off the bat what are the most common misconceptions that you've heard so far i think the biggest ones are like even just seeing it at work is like um you know you know media kind of portrays this disease like you know like washing your hands like um, you know, using hand sanitizer and things like that. But the biggest thing is like this, this virus is like, uh, it's, it's, you know, it transmits through like breathing, like, you know, like that's literally like you could sneeze on someone, like you got a runny nose, you know, type of thing. That's definitely part of it. But just like talking to someone or that breathing, like exhaling type of thing. That's the biggest thing is. So like um, simply being in the presence of somebody who is infected and breathing within they're what six feet or something like of them proximity yeah i think like within like six feet you're you're pretty much game so 
washing <clears throat> your hands and all that, like, that's super good for hygiene. And, like, I definitely don't want to downplay that. But it probably I think it helps. It helps, yeah, right? It helps. It definitely I'm not saying don't stop doing that. Like, you know, definitely don't stop doing like hand sanitizer helps out with a lot of stuff. But like this one particularly, like it's just not super, super effective. So I, I heard this is the analogy I heard. I heard trying to stop this virus is like trying to stop the wind. Yeah. I think so. <laughs> I think so, yeah, because you know, even taking like other other flus, like when it comes to other flus, you know, trying to stop that is super super hard. And like people not being vaccinated and things like that, or getting their flu shots, that just deters that possibility of actually containing the virus. Like so, yeah, trying to stop this is pretty much impossible. Like it's gonna be tough. Like if not impossible. Do you think? <clears throat> uh, I, we'll get. I mean. <sighs> I don't know if I want to go there yet. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I seen this meme, right? And it said, I can't wait till someone comes up with a COVID-19 vaccine so that people can, um, what is it? So that people can not take it. So that people can fucking. <laughs> not take, yeah, no, yeah. Honestly, that makes sense. You know, that makes sense. Like. We have, I don't even know what the number is, but like even just like the people I know, the majority of the people don't get their flu shot. For like sure. we literally have friends that like, oh yeah, I got my flu shot, but it's been like 10 years since I gotten one before. And like with flu shots, like, so when it comes to like vaccines and stuff like that, there's something called herd immunity. Uh-huh. And the way like herd immunity works is it pretty much, you want a population to at least for that to work for like vaccines, you want at least a 50% threshold. That means like, you know, at least 50% of the population has a vaccine. So it reduces the chance of it transmitting. Mm -hmm. If that shit is low, you know, if if we're not getting a high enough, you know, people vaccinated, then the flu shot or just like vaccines don't really work. Okay. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. I didn't know that at all. Um, So, I mean, is this a scary as people think in your opinion uh i think we're it's starting to i think it things definitely we're still like in the somewhat beginning of it and like it's gonna get worse like we can't say like oh we're gonna fix this in like a few days or weeks and like you know us closing school down like or people not going to work like those are gonna have repercussions like down the road because like those people are gonna come back and then it's going to, like, spike up again, and then we're kind of battling it again, like a, like kind of square one type of thing, and it's just going to keep going. This isn't a short-term thing. This is, like, okay, a so, long-term fix. So sh- <clears throat> should we, we should we be worried about, like, how everyone is stocking up on their food and stuff? Like, are places going to close for two weeks at a time? Like, maybe the United States or Colorado is going to be like, all right, everybody fucking stay home. Don't send your kids to school. Don't go to work. Don't fucking grocery, grocery shop. The stores are closed. Um, I don't know if they have the authority to go like into that mode, unless it's like a, a military state or what is it called? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. Or, or like, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though, when but like National Guard is out on patrol and stuff. I don't know if it'll get to that level, but uh, do you think that that's what? I don't I don't know if it's like I think it could happen, 
but it being super effective, I don't know. Like, I don't know if it'd be that effective. Like, everyone's got to work. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people live paycheck to paycheck. And for that to happen, like, who knows if we can legitimately just close down everything. It's like, if we were to close schools or, like, you know, stop working, um, you know, taking those long breaks. Like, the thing is, like, some of these people have to work. And some of these people do live, like, paycheck to paycheck. And I remember, like, hearing a, a statistic, I think you mentioned it was uh, 37% of nurses, um, you know, having kids and don't have child care. And that's that's pretty scary because, like, you know, nurses are, like, our front line type of thing. And even in states, like, uh, medical staff that are catching this, you know, I'm not saying here, but, like, in other countries, uh, they're, you know, they still got to go work. Yeah. And, like, you know, even though they have, like, symptoms or um, they are legitly have uh, COVID-19, they're still going to be working, yeah, which is like, that sucks, man. Like I can't imagine feeling like shit and knowing what you have and the potential of like, you know, you taking it home or you being exposed to who knows what. Fuck that. At that and, point, yeah. just stay at the hospital, right? I guess so. Like, it's insane. Like even like today, like, um, like for work today, like I just got an email. Um, I was at the hospital and um, this particular hospital saying uh, vendor, uh, pretty much like vendor lockdown, like no outside vendors can come in. And that's like part of me is like me going, like being a liaison from our clinic to uh, these hospitals. Yeah. And then they saying like, you know, we're going to try to help you out, like what we can do. But while I was driving by, they have outside tents where like a medical staff fully, you know, has that suit out. Yeah. Has the suit on and everything, um, you know, testing people. And we started doing that today where we have a, a medical van, and if someone says, like, you know, there's a good chance I've been exposed to this, yeah, we don't let them in. Like, we had a guy today, we didn't let him inside. Okay. It's super weird. We didn't let him in inside, and we have a van. We, you know, people suited up. They went, they test them. And the crazy thing is, like, when it comes to a test, the only way we can screen out for it is we test for um, the flu virus. So if it comes back positive as the flu, then you have the flu. All right? If it comes back negative... And you're showing these symptoms we're like, oh, shit, like this person could have the COVID-19 virus. So from there is we do a mouth swab. And the bad, like the best thing we can do is pretty much let them know like, hey, you need to go home. You need to self-quarantine and pretty much like stay home. Like you, there's a chance you might have this virus. We send this uh, sample out and it takes like three days to get back before we actually know. So this person very well could be like, you know what, fuck it. I'm going to just go do my thing and have it. And then, like, three days later, we're like, yeah, you need to stay home. You have it. Like, Dang. so there's a huge loop hole in the system. Like, and the funding, man, the funding is insane. Like, all of our, all of our like, like, our mask and stuff, like, technically the only mask that actually works, um, kind of works, is the N95 uh, respiratory masks. Yeah. And even with those, like, you have to get fitted for those. For it to be, because even if like you breathe in through the sides and stuff like that, then it becomes like ineffective. Okay, damn, that is wild. But even even in my place of work, um, I won't dis- disclose where I work. Um, it's kind of hard to fucking hide where I work when I say the industry. Uh, but public, I work public in transportation. Public transportation. Um, yeah. And you know they're taking a lot of precaution on, on that side as well, like purchasing equipment to uh, sanitize the buses every single night, and you know being in a state of emergency is gonna help with funding for any of the costs that kind of go over budget that we don't currently have. 
Um, but uh, they're, they're being super diligent on that. And they're also like being uh, super diligent with us as employees. Like they ask you if like you've traveled and if you're, yeah. if you have traveled and you're showing symptoms, um, they're asking you to stay home. Uh, if you call in sick, they came up with a questionnaire. And if you answered yes, to, like having the symptoms or whatever, they're going to ask you to stay home. Um, and it's just, uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I've really haven't seen anything like this or imagined that anything like this, like it would impact, like it has to be a grand scale for it to impact like a whole city's public transportation and, and things of that nature. Um, for sure. It's just wild. And I also wanted to say, because you did touch a little bit on uh, how the nurses are the front line and, and doctors and med- and hospital staff are, are working through uh, while they have symptoms and stuff. And while I was doing research, I, I ran across uh, some information that in Italy, they're actually so understaffed and so overcrowded in their biggest hospitals in Italy that they're actually having to choose who's going to die, who's going to live. They're, they're not screening the staff for uh, COVID-19 anymore because it's all hands on deck. Like if you have the, if you have the symptoms, like you're going to work through it and you're going to do what you can because there is no other choice. So it's, it's crazy. Do you see it getting to that level here in the United States? I don't think like, I don't, I think we would try our best to avoid something like that happening to like, you know, put our like employees at risk and especially like health employees. Um, but like, you know, there's going to be a time where, you know, people catch the flu, you go to work, you know, you happen to pass it to someone else, like catching this virus, like it can be very scary, but like, this is how we're going to kind of overcome it. It's like, you know, you being exposed to it, you know, building immunity to it, like your antibodies, like, your body not being so foreign to it um that's what's going to help like reduce this in the long run if we're like quarantine 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 and eventually we just lift everything that's just going to spike and then like it we're going to be at like you know step one again instead of like people building immunity and eventually it like kind of calming down on its own just like how every like other flu is kind of okay and and i that was what i kind of wanted didn't want to get into quite yet before but i think now is a perfect a perfect point in the conversation to get into it. So, I mean, letting this, so what, from what I hear, kind of like what you're saying is letting COVID-19 kind of play out is, is probably the best option, not the best option, but the only way that it's gonna like cap, you know, no longer spike. And that's because people are going to be exposed to it, build immunities are going to be built um, and, you know, cases are going to still happen, but it's not going to be like this crazy, like, I don't want to get it. Yeah. I don't want to get it. But there's a lot of concerns when it comes to that, because <clears throat> obviously if everybody's exposed to it, then the populations that are at risk are going to kind of have to be the, <laughs> yeah, the, the kind of might have to bite the bullet. Like, which oh is like, God. I don't want to say it that way, <laughs> but like eventually like it could spread that bad. Like, like it could spread that bad where like, you know, even now, like the virus is at what, something like a 2% death rate or something like, and we're still like in the, in the, in the like beginning of this. Yeah. So, you know, there could be like a huge estimation of like, 
you know, like thousands, hundreds and thousands of people dying, like, which is like super, super scary. It's, it's wild. And if you do, if you do sit down (laughs) and you do contemplate it and, you know, you start worrying about your family members, you start worrying about everybody around you who's, uh, in that, uh, what is it? What am, what's the verbiage I'm looking for? Risk population or what? What's the verbiage? I'd say that makes sense. Yeah, like, risk, In, yeah, people at like at higher risks. Higher risk population. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, you start thinking about all your family members that are a higher risk population, and and like, it, it makes you worried. Like, I don't know, but you know, for us that are not a higher risk population, like it sucks for the people who are, but for us. It'll be like, from what I hear, the flu. You'll just have flu symptoms. It's not too yeah. crazy. But you have to do your part so that you don't put these vulnerable people at risk, right? Exactly. That's why everybody's kind of in this panic mode. Exactly. Like, like you know, because, like, there's not a big, like, uh, like, high case count for kids. But, like, it's weird because, like, kids can still catch it. They just don't get sick like how, how like older adults do. So like it's kind of weird, but kids are being seen as like somewhat vectors, and it's it's weird because you can get sick and absolutely show no symptoms, but you're still viral. So my daughter could be a little <clears throat> COVID nineteen vessel. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> like she can go to a daycare or something, and uh, catch something, and then like you know bring it back, and then end up like you getting it and like you know you talking to your parents and that that's how it like it climbs the chain of like your family so no visiting grandma and grandpa for a little while that'd probably be a good idea honestly <laughs> like that might be a good idea like all right so i see <clears throat> i really seen colorado act pretty pretty damn fast like we had probably six five or six confirmed cases and they went into a state of emergency um mm-hmm. Do you like what Colorado's doing? I think I think it would for Colorado I think to really they're handling it as like as best as they can. Um, you know, we have an international airport and for us to not have that many cases, I feel like it's, you know, not that bad. Um who knows like down the road and that's what I like I keep resorting to that like, you know, once we lift these like travel restrictions, like who knows? Like it could very well come back. And I and I just want to go on record and saying there's like I don't know like five cases in Summit County or something like that, but all those motherfuckers are from Australia and they came here. Like what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, and that's what happens is like people travel like and and that's the thing like you you they might not feel like they may not be that sick, but they have the virus. You know what I'm saying? Like they might have felt some symptoms and they thank God they went to go get checked. And this is what happened. But it's so, traveling, man. That's just how it's going to transmit to people. So it, And it's crazy. Like, the, the other thing is you might not even show any symptoms. And if you do show symptoms, you might have it for, like, four to six days or something like that before you show symptoms and you're contagious. Yeah. 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 Holy Which shit. is super scary. Holy yeah. shit. This is like stopping the wind. They ain't lying, man. <laughs> Yeah, you can't really stop the wind. And that's that's what's, like, the scary part is, like, once you really feel it, you're going to go get checked and it's already, you know, you, you might have already done damage. Like, you've already probably spread it. All right. I have, so a like, question. I have a question for you, a situational question. Try to put yourself in the shoes, all right? All right, let's hear it. All right. 
You're a family man now. You have kids. Okay. You okay. and your wife booked a trip to Cancun a couple okay. months ago without your kids. Without the kids, okay. So you have, you know, grandparents are going to take care of their kids for a couple of days, like, you know, a week maybe. And now all this, all this shit is hitting the fan. Do you go? You haven't, and then the other thing, the other, the other situational factor <clears throat> is you haven't been on a vacation with your significant other for a couple of years or something like that. Damn. Do I go, or do I do the responsible thing? I don't know. Because I mean, you ain't gonna die. <laughs> yeah, like I'm just. I think my biggest worry, since it's another country, like. I might not be able to come back. Like, I might be stuck at another country. And then that could, like, snowball to another thing. But if I can if I can come back and there's a, there's a chance I can catch it. But then you have uh, to quarantine yourself because there's a chance you can catch it. I know. I don't know. I, I mean, personally, I feel like I would still want to go. But, like, with the whole, like, kids and, like, especially – you know, my parents taking care of the kids. Like, I, I don't think I would. Yeah. Like, not, an, not another country for sure. Not another country for sure. Okay. But. Maybe Vegas. Maybe Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, I, I just, if you travel, if you travel, just don't be amongst a lot of people. Like, if you're in a, a highly populated area, you know, if you're close quarters to people, there's a good chance you can catch it that way. Can you go to the pool? I think so. I think if you go to Cancun and you're like all by yourself, you might be okay. Actually, right. you know? <laughs> so, but once you hit the airport, that's when it gets sketchy. All right, this one might hit a little bit, a little bit more home for you since you know, you uh, it's more your demographic. You're a fucking millennial. You ain't got okay. kids. You got plenty okay. of PTO. You're seeing all okay. these fucking flights. A hundred dollars for. Hotel flight, round trip, round trip <laughs> to fucking Vegas, to Miami, to California. <clears throat> Are you pulling the trigger? I think I'm pulling the trigger. <laughs> Honestly, I think I'm pulling the trigger. And and it's funny that you say that. Like I just seen some like like a meme too where it says, "If I die, I die." But like it was like a, it was like a millennials taking advantage of low flight um, trips. Yeah. And and like I said, like I might honestly I'm gonna just put it I'm gonna just put it out in the world right now. I'm going to Atlanta <laughs> in April. April first, all right? April first through sixth. But like my biggest fear is this is kinda weird, but my biggest fear is things are closed over there. So when I get there there's nothing to do type of thing, instead of being like, Oh shit, like I actually might catch this. Okay. Like but. because because it really isn't a fear for us for like somebody who's healthy, somebody who's young, somebody whose immune system is kind of up there. We don't have fucking asthma. We don't have diabetes. We don't have any pre-existing medical conditions. So if we get sick, we get sick. It's like the fucking flu. We'll take some Dayquil. Exactly. Um, it might not work, but like sure, yeah, yeah technically take some fucking Dayquil. <clears throat> try to reduce that fever. Whatever. Yeah, like, I'll put it this way. Even so, how I got that email of, like, you know, we're not letting vendors or, like, liaisons come in from outside agencies. I went to go talk to the case manager, and we were talking about it, like, uh, at the hospital. 
And, you know, she, she's a bit of an older lady, but she even told me, she's like, like, you know, are you scared? I was like, I was like, you know, as long as you're precautious. And she literally laughed. She's like, you know what? She's like, if you were to get it, you'd probably bounce back. That's what she told me. And I was mm-hmm. like, you know what? You're probably right. Like, I'd probably bounce back. But, like, my biggest fear is, like, you know, giving it to my, like, parents. my parents or, like, yeah. me giving it to someone and then they go home and they have a sick people. Or if I have it and I talk to a patient who is sick already, like, that's when it gets scary. Like, yeah. So, That's the scary side of it. Moral of the story. <clears throat> Don't fucking go to Atlanta. You're going to fucking get COVID-19. You're going to expose other people to fucking COVID-19. You're going to be okay. But the fucking old people next to you ain't going to be okay. Um, I don't know, man. I'm just kidding. I'm just giving you shit. Um, honestly, I'll document it. Like, honestly, if I go, I want, I'll compare what DIA looks like or Denver International Airport looks like compared to Atlanta and maybe see what the city looks like so, so I actually, we'll see i actually know somebody who works at like one of the restaurants in at denver international airport um okay you know the restaurants where you kind of have to get past tsa and like they're by the gates oh yeah yeah okay fucking dead nobody there <laughs> fucking dead today i wouldn't doubt it dude i wouldn't doubt it motherfucker i was at costco <clears throat> today and it took me two hours to check out not to just check out, but, like, my whole trip, like, getting groceries, it was fucking packed. The lines were up the fucking ass. And I also wanted a Costco pizza. Honestly, the Costco pizza <laughs> took the fucking longest. But, <laughs> um, Yo, to- I, I just, people preparing, man. I, I don't think there's nothing wrong to prepare. But, like, do you need that much toilet paper? Like, Fuck you know no, saying? you don't need that much, <laughs> that much toilet paper. Like, that's fucking ridiculous. Like exactly, but fucking toilet I think, paper. I don't. Others like. I think people think this, like how you said, will it lock down? I honestly don't know, and people are trying to like prep for that. But you don't. I don't know. Like that much toilet paper is like unnecessary. Like other little things and. Hey, if you're know. using <laughs> that much toilet paper, if you're using that much toilet paper, motherfucker, use a couple squares fucking yeah. wipe your ass with a couple squares you're using too much fucking toilet paper my grandpa <laughs> would be fucking pissed yo i actually got in trouble when i was younger for using too much toilet paper yeah dude like how much shit is on your ass like honestly <laughs> how much shit is on your ass to use that much toilet paper okay all right all right, all right. um i mean yeah we're just in the beginning this shit's gonna last months all people can do is take the precautions um, don't fucking panic, you know, maybe have a couple of fucking canned foods in your fucking pantry. Um, yeah, maybe be prepared. Yeah. Be There's a little prepared. Be prepared to stay home. Be prepared to get exactly. sick and stay home so you don't spread this shit. Yep. There you go. Um, we're kind of hitting the 32 minute mark. Um, probably going to chop this up a little bit more, but, uh, is there anything you want to close with? Is there anything that we... That's left unsaid. This again. This is not going to be the last time we talk about COVID nineteen. Most likely, um, for sure. Anything you want to add? Personally, I think it's just stay healthy. Like, you know, stay healthy, eat, sleep. You know, if you, I don't know, whole thing like actually go and work out, but you know, keep your body in shape. Like, the, the healthier your body is, the better your immune system will be. I'll so, close. I'll close. Yeah, I I definitely agree with that. And and. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. I actually wanted to talk to, about that a little bit. You know, keep your immune system up. 
Um, there's this brand I follow, this entrepreneur um, that I follow. They actually have a podcast, too. Um, shout out uh, 5-4 Menlo Club. But he, they started a challenge this month, and the challenge is uh, on the first day. It's a 30-day challenge. On the first day, you do 10 push-ups and 10 sit-ups, and you progressively build up to, until you do 40 push-ups and 40 sit-ups um, on the 30th day. And that's just to kind of get people still moving, keep people healthy. You know, maybe you're not going to the gym because of the the whole scare. But um, I think that's super dope. And, and I think that's yeah. something we should latch on to. Um, stay healthy, eat right, get some rest, try to move For a sure. little bit, even if that's push-ups or sit-ups at <clears> home. <throat> yeah, and don't be around too many people. Yeah. The less, honestly, if you could just don't be around too many people, I think we'll be okay. Honestly, um, I'm working on a, uh, like a contingency plan. We might be doing detention winners over the phone. <laughs> Possibly, that'd probably be a good idea. Yeah. Or honestly, like someone at work talked about this. Like you know, back in the day, how they had like, like a uh, chicken puck, like summer party type of thing. Oh yeah, like, shit! Yeah. Oh, so shit. They would, <clears throat> so this is if you don't know, um, back in the day, if you're if your kid caught like chicken pox, some parents would be like, Oh, okay, like I'ma just take my kid, let him get chicken pox, and then like all their kids get chicken pox and they're done. They don't have to worry about getting <clears throat> catching like a severe case later down the line. Exactly. Like they caught it, they're done, and that's it. So maybe we could have like coronavirus parties or something everyone just catch it and then let that be it and then let your immune system build up and you know so that, that could be another route that's the only way the two-week <laughs> shutdown will work if we have coronavirus <laughs> parties we all catch that shit quarantine ourselves for 14 days don't fucking yep. go to grandma and grandpa's house stay home yep. for 14 days boom problem solved boom boom i honestly that could probably work honestly <laughs> I feel like that could actually fucking work on another note, it, really quick. If we do a statewide like shutdown, that would be ideal. If you're not going to go nowhere and you happen to get sick and you are healthy, you know, you catch it, you build immunity, you're on lockdown. You know, that could work, honestly. That, could, that might work. <laughs> uh, <laughs> quick side note. My daughter's probably going to be super bummed. Disney on ice is in a couple of weeks. That shit's probably going to be canceled. That's canceled, and, like, I know this segment's going pretty long, but, like, the NBA canceling, I mean, shutting down, uh, you know, March Madness is right now. The, the whole MLB. College basketball, MLB, soccer, like, all these, like, sporting events are, you know, shutting down. Like, it, it's starting, I think now people are like, oh, shit, this might be, like, legit. Yeah. Which home, is kind of, which is crazy. Homeboy <laughs> from Castaway, Woody, fucking... Tom god Hanks. Damn <laughs> god damn it is right oh my god right, man. and it's crazy because like that puts it in perspective like oh shit like thanks for going to get this too <laughs> it's crazy that's that's what it fucking takes america to take this shit serious like it took america the nba to cancel celebrities to catch this shit and they're like oh shit this shit's real you know what i mean yeah or now now or made it worse like now people are legitimately freaking out like oh yeah more than they should like yeah, that could be the case. That could very well be the case. Thank you for fucking coming on here, Joseph. I really appreciate yep. your time. Um, again, maybe you can be on here. We'll have a fucking COVID-19 two weeks in update or some <laughs> shit. 
Um, Maybe we just catch it. We'll catch it. Have the pod. We'll go live for 14 days. (laughs) We'll go live for 14 days. Talk about it. Holy shit. All right, Joe. My battery's about to die on my camera. Appreciate you being on the pod. Uh, Thank you again. Thank you for thank you to all the listeners tuning in. Um, I will have these Reflection with Nerds episodes coming on on a more consistent basis. I will not let COVID nineteen take me down. I plan on stacking these episodes up so you every Monday you'll get this episode, you'll get motivated, and you'll fuck with the nerds. Thank you for watching.